Guy here with a quick message before the latest pod here on Blood Red. 2020's been pretty rubbish, but here on Blood Red, we wanted to say thank you to all of our continued and loyal listeners. Part of that has been the creation of our Blood Red census, which you can find in the description of this podcast. All we want to know is what you think of our content and also give you the chance to shape how much and what you get to listen to in future. If you can check it out and fill it in, it won't take longer than two minutes to do. You can even manage it between your Christmas dinner and your pudding. It's in the description, as I say, and that's all. Enjoy the pod. Thanks for your support this year. We're all in it with each other and hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Newcastle United nil, Liverpool nil. The Reds end 2020 on top, but unable to find a breakthrough against the Magpies. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red Channel as we react to the goalless draw up at Newcastle as the Reds miss another chance to move five points clear at the top. Coming up, Jurgen Klopp on the points that got away. We all know you win this game 1-0 and everybody's over the moon and we should have won it at least 1-0, but we didn't. The Echo's chief Liverpool writer, Ian Doyle, up at St James's Park. The real bonus for Liverpool, I suppose, is that Thiago Alcantara, he was brought on after 73 minutes. And Lauren Black offers perspective as the calendar year comes to a close. We're ending possibly the worst year in the best place, and that's the top of the table. So you've got to take the positives and the negatives as well. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Well, it was a frustrating evening for Liverpool here at St James's Park. They've been held to a goalless draw by Newcastle. Uh, basically, it was a game that Liverpool, while they never really hit the heights that we know that they're capable of, they certainly did better than they did against West Bromwich Albion on Sunday. Uh, they had the chances to win the game. Newcastle goalkeeper Carl uh, Darlow, he made a, a number of good saves. You think that in the first half, he probably his best bomb was uh, denying Mohamed Salah, who'd been found by a pass by... Jordan Henderson, he then saved a, a header from Roberto Firmino after a Sadio Mane cross. And in the second half, he uh, produced another good save from Roberto Firmino late on, who nearly scored with a with a free header after the keeper had earlier missed a corner. That was a difficult chance. The Brazilian had to react quickly. And probably the nearest Liverpool came, though, was when a cross came into the box just in front of the goalkeeper. Uh, Sadio Mane got there first, and it was just about bouncing over the line before Newcastle's Fabian Schaar managed to get there first. A remarkable goal line clearance, which kind of underlined two things. One was Liverpool's fortune perhaps wasn't quite there today. While, they, as I say, they didn't play absolutely fantastically, they probably did enough to win the game. But it also underlined you know, Newcastle did very well defensively. They stuck to the task. You know, It hasn't always been easy for them, uh, for them here. Uh, you think that... Uh, just the other day, they actually lost 2-0 at Manchester City and they were well beaten here by Manchester United and they also lost against Chelsea. But you know, Newcastle did... Uh, I was quite impressed with what they did. Certainly impressed with the way that they started the game. Uh, I think um, probably Liverpool weren't expecting them to come at them uh, quite as strongly as they did in those opening 20 minutes. And, but although the nearest that uh, Newcastle got in that period was when uh, Nat Phillips, who was uh, playing at centre-back in place of Joel Matip, he was preferred to Reese Williams, he was outpaced by Callum Wilson. 
We got into the area and Fabinho was across to make a block at the near post. The only other chance that Newcastle had was uh, in the second half ahead of him by Clear Kieran Clark, sorry, who was, uh, say, beaten out by Alison Becker. But otherwise, uh, towards the end, it was uh, Liverpool dominated. They had 73% possession, but they couldn't quite turn that into a, an actual goal. There were a, a few positives for Liverpool. Um, James Milner made his first appearance in a month and I thought he did quite well in midfield. Certainly was the best of the uh, midfield starters. Bit of a tough evening for Curtis Jones. He was asked to play certainly in a more attacking midfield role, and he found it hard to to link with the front three. Who, you know, given the fact that you know they missed the chances, you know, Mohamed Salah, he he'll be unhappy with the fact that he didn't take at least one. He had another chance in the second half when he was released by Firmino. He, he didn't take that one either. Sadio Mane was a bit in and out of the game, but Firmino did well. Uh, he, he he made you know he he's kept the ball quite well. As I say, he was on the end of quite a few headers, as you can tell from uh, the saves by Darlow. But he also created a few chances, certainly that one for Salah, and he just linked the play well. Uh, defensively, Fabinho was solid. Andy Robertson had a good game as well. Um, but the real bonus for Liverpool, I suppose, is that Thiago Alcantara, he was brought on after 73 minutes. That's his first appearance uh, since he got the injury, that knee injury against Everton uh, the other back in October. Um, and... Liverpool will be delighted the fact that he's now back available. Uh, he showed one or two, you know, fine touches, and certainly somebody who, in the coming weeks, he'll be very important. Certainly for a game such as this. Uh, overall, though, Liverpool, perhaps they couldn't really argue with the scoreline, even though they they did have the chances to to win the game. Now they are uh, three points clear at the top of the Premier League at the end of 2020, which I think anybody who's seen, you know, the the injuries that they've had and the disruption they've had in the squad, I think they they would have taken that certainly back in November when Joe Gomez uh, picks up uh, that injury. The, the only other thing to say is that uh, Jurgen Klopp offered an update on Joel Matip and it seems as though that he's going to be out for three weeks, which means he's certainly out for the Southampton away game in the Premier League on Monday and the Cup game at Aston Villa the following Friday, uh, but he touch and go really for the game against Manchester United uh, the following uh, weekend after that, which now at the moment was at top of the table, clash first against second. Ian Doyle up at St James's Park for the Echo with his take on the goalless draw with Newcastle United. A sixth draw from just 16 Premier League games so far this season, and more drop points to a side in the bottom half. A worrying trend setting in, perhaps. Well, time now to hear from Jurgen Klopp. Here he is speaking with the media. Jurgen, you sounded pretty content there in your your, your interview with with Amazon. Was that purely due to the the amount of chances? you had tonight enough to win a match normally? You know, said about content, what does that mean? That sound pretty comfortable. Comfortable. Oh, no, I'm not. So I'm not happy about the result, but um, the game is already played, so, um, and I'm not overly frustrated or something like that. It's football. If you don't lose your chances, then you... Then you, um, then it's difficult to win a game. But um, you can have a draw with a bad performance, or can have a draw with a good performance. And tonight, better draw with a good performance. We just didn't use the chances, and that's why I'm okay with the game. That's it. Amazing when you think that you had um, those unbelievable goals against Crystal Palace just a couple of weeks ago, and you, you could manage one of them tonight. <laughs> one extreme to the other. Look, not scoring is a concern if you don't create. That's how it is. If you create, it's just a moment, uh, it's a momentum, it's for, for now. But if you st- keep creating, then you will score. That's it. And so I'm, I know we will score again. That's not my, that's not our problem at the moment. Um, we needed a, a 
We need to show reaction on the second half against West Brom because in West Brom we, we lost the plot a little bit in the second half. We, we it, it looked for me like we are one nil down and not one nil up. And tonight it was a very a very good good reaction on that. So without getting the result, but we all know you win this game one nil and everybody's over the moon and we should have won it at least one nil. But we didn't. And um, that's what we have to accept. But I can work with this performance. That's important. I can work with the things I saw tonight. We can build on that. We don't have to change now massively in the next three, four days and say, okay, everything's going wrong. Um, we have to try it completely the other way. And um, that's why I'm okay. That's it. There seems to be a lot of draws at the moment, not just from your side, but right across the Premier League. Any idea? Any idea why? Is it just due to the amount of fixtures, maybe? No. No idea. In our case, because we didn't score often enough. Don't know about the other games. Okay, Uta, we'll go to you next, please. Hi, Jürgen Klopp. It's Uta from ZDF. Hi. Hi. Just, it's the end of the year. How are you feeling? This is normally kind of looking back at the year and what are your plans for next year? What is the specific thing you like to do and achieve? Traditionally, I'm now 53, since round about 30 years, I wish always at New Year, I wish just, um, I only wish for um, that my family stays healthy. Um, that will, I will, that never happened with more conviction uh, uh, than this year, uh, because that's all what I'm concerned about. Um, all the other problems we can sort, but um, this, this what happened in 2020 is a new experience for all of us and uh, i didn't need it but we all got it and um, now we deal with it and we have still to deal with it and we have to stay disciplined and um, so 2020 had one highlight and a lot of challenges the highlight was being becoming champion all the rest were big big challenges and we will face a few more challenges in life so um but i'm not I, i'm i'm quite happy that's when 2020 is nearly over now to be honest it's um how i said apart from becoming champion there is not a a, a a year i will think a lot about in the future okay uh, michael grimes your next please hi Jürgen. um just back to the game tonight how important do you feel is it for you that tiago coming back from an injury got 20 around about 20 minutes in his legs tonight and how do you think that could benefit the team going forward Oh, we signed Thiago actually because we thought he's a good player. So you can imagine we, we, we would like to have him in the team. That's clear. But um, I'm what the other boys did in the time when he was not um, available is absolutely incredible. And James Milner, for example, tonight played a super game in midfield, really. Um, and so, yeah, it's good. He's a super player. So I think from the 20 minutes, 12 roundabout were brilliant. And then he felt the intensity, but that's normal. He trained exactly twice with the team. So um, there's still some physical work to do, still some rhythm, rhythm, some rhythm to get. But um, Shaq is back. So that's, by the way, the best news tonight, that um, the boys are back. And as far as I know in the moment, nobody got injured tonight, which is a very important thing. So that means we probably can go with the same team to South with the same squad to Southampton. Paul Joyce next, please. Hello, Jürgen. Um, obviously, Nat Phillips came in for Joel tonight. I was just wondering if, if there was a timescale on, on you being without Joel for? 
oh, the normal, the normal stuff with these kind of injuries around about three weeks. Jurgen Klopp speaking with the media after the 0-0 draw with Newcastle United. Not the result he was after, but glad like many to see Thiago Alcantara return to action. Let's get to the first of our regulars here on Post Game Now, kicking off with Lauren. I'd say that was pretty low quality from Liverpool this evening, considering some of the performances we've had this season. Um, I think it's been very mismatched over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, I'll draw away a Fulham um, to then go on and beat Spurs and Crystal Palace to then draw West Brom and again tonight with with Newcastle. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of tonight's game. Um, this time last season, we were going away to the likes of Newcastle or Fulham or West Brom or any of those teams I've mentioned there and getting the points with, with either good performances or late winners. But we've been we've been off the ball recently and I've begun to struggle against those lesser teams, if you would. I'm not sure if tiredness is coming into play with the lack, lack of squad depth over recent weeks due to injuries or the amount of injuries that we've had so far this season. Obviously, Mathup going down in the previous game isn't, isn't helping either. But, yeah, just a lack of intensity tonight from us, really, um, especially in the important important moments. And, you know, it was a very bizarre um, four minutes of other time. It just seemed to be no agency from Liverpool. And, yeah, it was just a bit weird. Mo Salah could have had a hat-trick tonight with some of the chances he had. Trent Alexander-Arnold had an opportunity going forward, as did Roberto Firmino and Sadio Mane. And, you know, obviously Milner had an early shot in the first half. And, you know, it could have been a completely different game that, that we're talking about. But credit to Newcastle, who played well in their goalkeeper, who had an outstanding game and, and deserved the man of the match. It's important that we move on from these these dodgy results and, and games and don't let it affect our performances going forward and into the new year. Um, we're ending possibly the worst year in the best place and that's the top of the table so you've got to take the positives and the negatives as well it was great to see the return of Thiago as well I'm so happy to see him back in the squad and back in a Liverpool shirt Um, I wasn't expecting to see him on the pitch tonight considering what Klopp said about him in his press conference but it was nice that he got some minutes in the tank and there was almost a change in dynamic when he came on and he almost brought a bit of class to our midfield Um, his passing was good and for being one of the smaller players in the pitch, he pretty much won every header he challenged for. Um, he's been a big miss, and you can just see the the quality that he possesses when he's on the ball. And um, yeah, he's been a big miss, and he'll make a big difference to our team going forward for the rest of the season. Um, Southampton up next now. It now becomes a really big game for us. Obviously, only three points separating us and Man United, with with the Red Devils having a game in hand. So. Um, Southampton have been really good this season so far they've lost momentum a little bit but as of we so this game could go anyway and it's always tough against, against Southampton so fingers crossed that um, we start the new year right with a with a good win Still to come here on post game we'll be heading into the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group plus more of our regular contributors The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. Uh, Yeah, last game of the year and we didn't go out on the highest of notes, did we? Um, First of all, did everyone manage to stay awake during that one? It was was rough. Um, When I'm shouting phrases like, 
head it the right way and please hurry up and just do a goal um, it's probably not a sign that it's the most thrilling encounter to be honest um I think we just wanted to see a reaction today after a disappointing performance last time out against West Brom where in that game it felt like we were cruising, we were too passive, um, we went 1-0 up and then never really killed the game off as we should have done. But tonight was not the same type of performance but it was frustrating in a different way. It was just quite dull, to be honest, I thought. I mean, whether that was in part due to my seven-day Christmas hangover <laughs> at this point, who knows, but didn't seem like the most entertaining watch to me. Um, you know, the West Brom performance smacked of wanting to take it a bit easier and cruise to a victory without kind of overexertion or injuries, essentially, whereas this one against Newcastle tonight was just completely flat and lacking in cutting edge they looked leggy to be honest and I think the fixture congestion is really starting to show in these last two games really and that's going to be a feature for so many teams this season because of the nature of the season how many games are being played so quickly you know for the time being at least anyway as far as we know and the quality of games is going to suffer because of how much football is being played, which is something that the people at the top, you know, the broadcasters have not necessarily accounted for, I don't think, with the, this many games being played so quickly. Um, but yeah, you know, we dominated possession, as you would expect, but then Trent and Robbo's final ball always seemed uncharacteristically off. Mane's as well, um, you know, Firmino and Salah were probably our best players, but their finishing was wayward, to say the least. You know, they both had great chances to get the goal we needed, and it just wasn't happening, either because of, like, uncharacteristically poor finishing or great goalkeeping, because it felt like they did everything else right a lot of the time other than put the ball in the back of the net. And we didn't force the issue enough, I didn't feel. We did, in a way, we did enough to win without actually going and winning it, which has been an issue we've had against the teams in the bottom half of the table a lot this season. Um, have to give a shout-out to Carl Darlow, who made a few outstanding saves today. You know, the save from, I think it was Firmino's header at the end of the first half, that was tremendous. And then there was one late on in the second half near the end of the game, which ended in that goal mouth scramble. I couldn't believe we didn't manage to sneak it through there, but he, yeah, he had a great game. He's one of the most consistent and underrated goalkeepers in the Premier League for me. I, I just wanted him to be less good today, but I think he ended up getting man of the match and he could understand why. He was, he was great for them, to be fair. And from our point of view, I think the big positive of the day was Thiago Alcantara, back in the squad, back from the knee injury, coming on for the last 20 minutes or so. And it felt like when Thiago and Ginny came on, that really added impetus to Liverpool's game, but we just couldn't make it happen. And then we had some scares along the way from Newcastle as well, so it could have ended up being even worse. Um, and it is a concern, these last two performances, you know, like I say, I do think the fixture congestion is a big part of how flat the performances have looked. But Klopp and his team, you know, they've got to figure out a way around it. Because as of now, 
the games aren't slowing down. You know, players coming back into the squad is a real positive on that front for the rotation. So fingers crossed. But I just hope we can rediscover the spark we've missed in the last couple of games in, you know, in the January fixtures, you know. I, frankly, I don't want to live in a world where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wins a Premier League title as a manager with Manchester United. <laughs> and for them to be this close to us is is very worrying given how not good they've looked at times this season. You know, that game against them on the 17th of January, if if we get to that point, is looking increasingly important. You know, Liverpool versus Man United is always a big game, but... For us to be so close in points with that game coming up so soon definitely adds something extra. And yeah, it, it's going to be interesting aside from that to see how things progress in the next few days with the league and with COVID. You know, as it stands, football is continuing, the Premier League's continuing, but that being in the background of everything at the moment is obviously a strange scenario. But Right now, we're looking at Southampton next and they're having a great season. So we need to improve for that game. But as always, I I back Klopp and the boys to do it. So happy new year, everyone. It's been, <laughs> it's been a weird year, but a lot of positives as a Liverpool supporter. So let's hope 2021 brings less chaos off the pitch and another title on it. So... Cheers, up the Reds. Alex Watt with his say on the draw up at Newcastle. More opinions on the way, including the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. A link to find the group is in the description of the podcast. Adedeo Oke says, looks like we used up all our goals at Crystal Palace. Ryan Deary says, still top, haven't lost tonight. It will click again soon. Injuries returning in Thiago back and mark my words, what a player he is. Keep calm, people. Best team in the league. Ryan Johnston says, being top, having had the injuries we have is no mean feat. And now we're getting quality players back. I think we can only look forward. It's frustrating results like this, but given the situation, I'm sure everyone would have taken this. Sean Bartley says, we know how Newcastle will play. Thought this game was crying out for Shaq to start and Thiago earlier on. Newcastle executed their plan very well, just like West Brom on Sunday. We've drawn six. That's a lot. We've lost one. That's not a lot. Feels like we've lost a couple of opportunities there, but we're in a decent position given the injuries. Rod Dixon, the final to hear from here on post game, says another frustrating draw, but also Newcastle up their game like West Brom. Every game is a cup final for the opposition. They're not playing badly. Other teams want to grab the scalp of the champions. Before we go, time to hear from Owen, but not before Mark Baker gives us his take on how the game played out. To lose four points against teams as limited as West Brom and Newcastle United in possession of a football at the the elite level of English football was really, really frustrating. And I think everyone at the club will be, obviously Klopp won't say publicly after this game, but he will be massively disappointed with that out, output uh, from them two fixtures. I mean, I, I, I really believe, I, I haven't seen many teams as inept in terms of having the the opportunity to hit the opposition than West Brom and Newcastle United 
in possession. I mean, Newcastle today didn't even probably have the two main attacking weapons, and that's probably John Joe Shelby in possession to find moving targets, and St Maximum who can uh, produce 1v1 moments and has a, has a bit of pace to be able to stretch the pitch. And, and the fact that they're almost a sit and duck, these teams for me, West Brom and Newcastle, in that it's just a case of can you and have you got enough about you to break them down. And unfortunately, Liverpool haven't had that. Uh, this game was a bit different to West Brom. Liverpool missed, in Salah's case, two massive opportunities. But I didn't think Liverpool were very good in general. I felt the decision-making in the final third meant that they could got, not go on and win the game, whether that was an accuracy of pass, a choice of pass, a decision. was nowhere near good enough from the players that got themselves in that area. Uh, midfield didn't function. I've said for a while that James Milner's below the level to play central midfield for Liverpool. He looks a yard off, both in and out of possession when I watch him play in that area. Curtis Jones didn't get involved in the game at all, which will happen, I suppose, as a young player. And obviously, Jordan Henderson, who I'm a massive fan of, bar a really good pass to Salah, that obviously the chance missed in the first half. I thought he had his, his worst game for a long period of time, Henderson. And it just culminated in Liverpool not being fluent with the ball, not getting into the areas they should the, with the possession they had, because I didn't think Newcastle were outstanding defensively. That's, an, that's another thing as well. I mean, a team who were going to concede that much ground and space, you'd, you'd almost give credit if they were absolutely fantastic in terms of the distances and delaying and denying Liverpool opportunities. But I didn't feel that was the case. As I mentioned before, they have nothing really to hurt you in terms of when they have possession. And yet, we know that Liverpool are more vulnerable at this stage through aerial balls and also... 1v1 turnovers and players getting exposed. I mean, Phillips was exposed in the first half against Callum Wilson, much like Rhys Williams was in his game against West Brom in a 1v1 incident. Um, in Rhys Williams' case, it was a, a case of not having the pace. In Phillips's case, it was a, a, a choice and a judgment made to get too close to Wilson, who then had an opportunity. And obviously, Newcastle then had an aerial chance similar to the West Brom game at the back post and nearly win it in the end against Fabinho again. So we know Liverpool are more vulnerable with Alphan Zayk and Gomez. But I think it's also apparent how much it affects Liverpool's build-up. Van Zijk, absolutely fantastic with the ball at his feet, as we've talked about in terms of very much a get-out ball, the ability to switch the play early, um, especially to Salah down that right-hand side or a longer ball over the top for Manny, consistently mixing up the route of attacks for Liverpool with such accuracy over different distances with the ball at his feet. And Gomez also an excellent passer between bodies to break lines into midfield. So there's no doubt that Liverpool's play is much more slower and less fluent in that area. But it has to be a lot a lot better from the players, especially in that midfield section, to make up for that. And obviously, Thiago came into the midfield and, and was the one bright spot. I mean, what a player has been for a decade now. And such a... I mean, he was head and shoulders above every Liverpool player on the field of play. Looked at times like he was playing a different game in terms of awareness, his ability, his technique with the ball, his ability to play passes over different distances, break lines with disguised passes, the, the full repertoire was on offer. And it did make you think that he was, if he was on the field for a longer period of time, then Liverpool would have probably gone on to win the game. And I suppose that'll make you think, well, actually, could he have started the game? You know, you're going in against Newcastle, we're going to have such limited possession. He's not really going to be opposed for the majority of the game. He is the best player in Liverpool's squad and one of the best players in Europe, picking a lock of a deep-line defence. 
would you get the game won and then sort of take him off? But we're not privy to sort of where he is physically in terms of his fitness. And I suppose Liverpool have got to sort of make sure he's fit for the rest of the season because it can't be can't be underestimated what a difference that player will make and did make in this particular game. So really disappointing for Liverpool. Again, some of the areas highlighted, I feel, are going to be factors going forward over the next few weeks, building up from the back, being up, the defensive players being isolated 1v1 and also aerial balls into the penalty area. Massive positive will be Thiago. Liverpool's forward players and midfield have to have a lot better performances in terms of the choice of the ball, their accuracy of pass, the selection, all of them kind of things, which I felt were massively lacking tonight. And as I say, a really poor week for Liverpool, even though they still sit at the top of the Premier League table as we speak tonight. I think there'll be massive frustration within the camp and it means they've now got to go and regain them points lost against some much more difficult opposition than they've faced in the last two fixtures. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. After six games in just 21 days, Liverpool are wobbling and yet just about surviving atop the Premier League like a funambulist after a few beakers worth of Christmas sherry. Looking upwards with anticipatory hunger is the chasing pack of baying hound dogs. Manchester United, Everton, Man City and Aston Villa can all move to within one point of the Rocket Reds should they win their games in hand. Indeed, the former Manchester United, they could be level on points with us. And yet, my Buffon is curiously unruffled. Perhaps it was the sight of Thiago Alcantara wafting onto the field like the fragrance of the finest frankincense. Perhaps it was the admirable clean sheet we kept, despite being down to our sixth-choice centre-back. Perhaps it was looking at Alison Becker that reassured me, because, good grief, just look at him. Or maybe it was that, yet again, Liverpool FC had been denied by both an inspired goalkeeper and an infelicitous bounce of the ball. One day, I do believe our luck will change, and that day is due. Tonight, however, hats off to Sadio, Mo and Bobby for trying so damned hard. Hats off to Robbo for being excellent as usual and Trent on the other side. To Fabinho for being the Kaiser at the back. And a special bow to Lady Luck for sparing us of another injury. This is not two points lost, in my opinion. I think... This could be the start of a big turnaround. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying Happy New Year, everybody. I really mean that. Happy New Year. Let's hope 2021 we can get through it all together, stay solid, and Liverpool FC can bring us more joy because I really, really believe that they will. Owen with the final say here on post-game after the goalless draw at Newcastle. Quality in short supply up at St James's Park, but the Reds ending the calendar year top of the lot. Next up, a trip to face the Saints, with Liverpool hoping to march back into goal-scoring form. 
You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.